morning. This is the No Way Out podcast. First session, our introduction to this podcast. We're really pumped here. I have my guest, John, with me. Hi, John. Hey, Bryce. It's great to see you, as always. He's, great to he, see you. He's always looking handsome. But this this particular podcast... We're pumped. Um, ...is is for, for a lot of different individuals, for ourselves. Our heart is in this. Uh, John and I have both recognized, and also the battalion commander here at Camp Pendleton. We're first CB. We're with the Devil Dogs. There are Marines struggling, human beings struggling, sailors struggling. And this is an opportunity for us to to really share with anybody, really, what these Marines are going through here at First CEB. Um, our hearts are heavy, both of us. And also, we want to help Marines, sailors, and ourselves as well, or whoever's listening, to recognize that there is a way out of your certain situation. So the no way out, it's a play on words, K-N-O-W. So, John, please tell me, you know, what that means to you, this concept of no way out and knowing there is a way out. Yeah, thank you. I think, you know, in coming up with that term, what we often hear from people, particularly people who feel like there there are no options available for them, and they believe that um, life has become pretty hopeless and uh, make decisions to possibly harm themselves, that they believe there is no way out. And we were thinking of a, a word or a, a play on words that there is knowledge in knowing and no way out is K-N-O-W, that we there is a, a individual knowledge and indigenous, I can't even say that word. <laughs> Edit. There is a... Um, a folk knowledge or indigenous knowledge that people do possess, but it comes from life, life circumstances, and also it comes from the people around you in, in situations and, um, and coming up in the world and coming up with people all around you. So I was thinking about that idea of knowing and there is to know, um, and that's what this podcast will be about, is, is speaking to people about their knowledges and knowing that there is a way out. Absolutely. That's exactly what we're envisioning is we're going to really focus in on what is meaning, what is purpose, what are values, virtues. Do we have control, right, and giving up control when yes. that is possible and when it is necessary convictions we're going to be talking you know alcohol abuse suicidal uh, ideation these these types of issues relationships family this is literally what all of us if we live long enough on this planet are going to encounter these questions in our head we're going to encounter sadness sorrow but also joys and we're going to have to try to figure out this this thing we call life and and Marines and sailors are in a very unique position with what they choose to do. I, my, myself included, I'm a chaplain right? yeah. in the United States military. And John and I, uh, really our hearts are set on trying to help young Marines and older Marines and ourselves included seek that meaning, seek that purpose, recognize what we do and do not have control over, 
And what we're going to be doing after this is our introduction uh, to this podcast is we're going to be having Marines and sailors being interviewed with us here. And, I, and John, what do you think about that idea? Because I think this is very so people can hear their voice, so these individuals can hear and they do have folk knowledge. They do have values. They do have meaning and purpose. And we're going to try to get that out of them so they can see uh, what they have to offer for all kinds of individuals who might be listening to this to help them out as well. Yeah, it's very exciting to be able to interview Marines and sailors. And also, you know, we're going to be interviewing um, Marines and sailors that are in our battalion. And um, uh, what Bryce had said was uh, CEB, that's uh, 1st Combat Engineer Battalion. We are the super breed here. And also the so leadership and um, people in line companies and also um, people from ancillary roles uh, within Camp Pendleton, tapping into that local knowledge, indigenous knowledge, and then also uh, folk knowledge. When there is, everybody has meaning and purpose. Everybody comes from places of meaning and purpose. But when, when there is a sense that you cannot tap into that based on um, whatever's going on in your life, that's that's where people need other people in relationship. And we're hoping that this podcast will allow people who are struggling with meaning and purpose and people who are trying to tightly control their world. Uh, we were hoping that um, the relational community will be able to speak and the relational community will be able to afford knowing a knowledge and a knowing that there is a way out and that we can give up control we can give up control of our circumstances and we can give control over to the universe and other uh, types of things that we will be talking about great thanks john and to introduce what we're looking for here and why this is close to our hearts i i'm going to tell a story that I think is is really hits at the root of, of why we are doing what we are doing. And when I kind of found, and when I did find my purpose, so to speak, or when I f- figured out there was a way out, yeah. when I found that knowledge, uh, at the age of 18, I, uh, <laughs> I was a young, rambunctious Mormon boy in Utah. Uh, Utah, shout out to Utah, great state with a lot of, if you like to drink, don't go to Utah, uh, if, as I came to find out. But I grew up in a seven siblings, five brothers, two sisters, big Mormon home, where where there was a lot of strict rules, a lot of strict ideas, a mm-hmm. lot of. Uh, but I loved my parents and et cetera, et cetera. But I got myself into some trouble when I was at the age of eighteen. I got it in my head that. You know, I, I was way into music. I, I used to be in rock bands, still am in rock bands and toured around and stuff, but I, I didn't have a lot of money. And I got into my head that if I had the right gear, that our rock band would take off. And so I worked for a company called Musician's Friend. And at this particular company, I figured out a way that I could get music gear for free. By wow. <laughs> Yeah, by uh, That's amazing. a little deviancy, I'll put it in those <laughs> terms. And so... I started like anything that is not good. It was exciting at first, obviously. Uh, it was, uh, you know, getting this gear for free, and it started to add up uh, thousands of dollars worth of gear. 
and there was but I, I, I felt this overwhelming sense of I, I knew this wasn't right uh, once I started getting enough gear and started making music and all this type of stuff and my band was kind of stoked about it because like wow where's all this free gear coming from and and yeah but I got in my head that if we had this gear we'd make it big and whatever and and then I realized my soul was in trouble or I felt just like this darkness something in there that I'd felt when I was a kid when somebody had harmed me in a way or it just it just mm -hmm. felt wrong mm -hmm. and did, did you realize that there's really nothing for free in life? Yes. I mean, almost at that yeah. time. Yeah, almost immediately. And I didn't recognize that the yeah. soul could be damaged by getting stealing like Aladdin, I guess. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but Aladdin was yeah. doing it for his monkey. The yeah. monkey needed food. So I, mm -hmm. I guess that was, you know, justifiable. <laughs> All I was doing was just robbing a company of their musical yeah, gear. Sure. And at the time, I thought, you know, this is what it needs to be. But anyway... Um, so I, get, I got a phone call from my boss, and I had made one little mistake on the computers, which I, I just, I've been doing, I made a mistake where I, I didn't, I accidentally attached my name to something. And my boss calls me in and he says, Bryce, uh, did you get some free gear? It was just like a $200. It wasn't a ton of, and, and I finally decided, you know what, I'm going to tell him the truth. I'm just going to say, yes, I did. And he recognized that I had stolen this gear. Like it was, mm. it was. And then he said, "Well, since you stole this, first and foremost, you're fired. So there's the consequence immediately." Mm -hmm. And then he said, "Well, is there anything else that you've stolen?" And this was that moment of where my religious upbringing kind of helped me in a way, where they're like, "Look, if you really want to get this off your chest, if you want to be done with this, just tell them." Release it. Release it. Yeah. Get get it off your get chest. Get it off your yeah. chest. Let's just get this over with. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, actually, sir, I don't know if I called him sir. I'm in the military now, so I call everybody sir. But mm -hmm. I said, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I stole a lot of other things. And he goes, oh. And his eyes got, his eyebrows raised a little bit. Yeah. His face wasn't as forgiving, it looked like. Mm -hmm. And he goes, well, what did you steal? And I told him, and we're talking thousands of dollars of worth of stuff. Mm. And he goes, oh, this is serious. $200, you're fired, and you're, you know, maybe bring the gear back in, whatever. Yeah. But then he said, well, I might have to talk to headquarters about this because this is a lot of gear. Mm. And, he, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm hoping like a, some miracle story that, that uh, <laughs> he would say, well, or headquarters would say, "Look, Bryce, uh, bring the gear back. Take no it back. Done. You're fired. We're not calling yeah. the cops." Well, I, I I go back the next day, and he goes, "Well, I talked to headquarters, and they're pressing charges." Wow. And so this is different. So now I'm 18 yeah. years old. Yeah. Technically an adult. Yes. Which is just a arbitrary number. I was definitely not an adult at 18. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. And so this is a serious sure experience yeah. now. Then I get a phone call from a police officer. Oh, boy. And luckily, they couldn't call my mom because I was 18. So they didn't ask for my mother because no. that would have just been a horrific experience. Oh, yeah. That would make it much worse. But they, I get on the phone. It's like, this is officer such and such. Uh, you're lucky that your ass isn't in jail right now. He just was scaring me. just scaring me. Yeah. He goes, you better not leave the state, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know. Well, this was the moment, John, where I think when we talk about no way out, 
I, I thought there wasn't a way out. I, I, I can't talk to my parents because I think they'd be d- devastated that yeah. they're perfect child or because sure. I just hit everything. I was yeah. the middle child of eight kids. You just hide everything. You hide it all. Parents have yeah. no clue what's going on, yeah. and you're gonna hide stuff. And you don't want to disappoint them. Didn't want to disappoint them. I had a girlfriend at the time. I thought she'd break up with me. Sure. All these types of things. You're gonna lose everything here. Lose everything, and and I remember getting this feeling, John, like. There is a way out, and I thought, why well, don't I, I? I started having suicidal thoughts. Like, I hope a car hits me. I hope a train hits me. I, hope, mm-hmm. I just don't want to deal with. I just didn't think there was a way out. I didn't think there was any kind of solution to this. But then, luckily, luckily, I there was someone I could talk to, and I never used this resource before. In mm-hmm. Mormon communities, it's like a priest. You have a, mm-hmm. a bishop. Yeah, and he has confidentiality, like a therapist or a yeah. Count. He's not a therapist but he was this big tall six foot four man and he was the chief of police but he was a bishop for our church in his lay ministry and i remember loving this man because he would come on the hikes with us young man he was just mm-hmm. he was just he was just one of those dudes he was just a man yeah big strong cop yeah. you know and the, the, it was like gladiator you know yeah. but he didn't seem warm i didn't know if he was a warm dude he just seemed like in a very good but i'm like you know mm-hmm. what I'm going to go talk to him. I don't want to talk to my dad. I don't want to talk to my mom. I'm not going to talk to my brother. I, how do I tell my mom I might be going to jail soon? Yeah, that's a tough conversation. I, yeah. I didn't want to have it. That's, and That's beyond uh, disappointment. And my mom's a saint. Like She's an absolute. Yeah. She tried to train us and sure. make us good. And we yeah. only watch Disney movies and, yeah. and, and all these things and try to make a good Christian home. And here's her deviant son yes. <laughs> robbing his way into Who musicianship. Who stole thousands of dollars of music equipment. And I go and talk. Yeah. And so yeah. finally I got the guts or something within me. Right. It's like, just go talk to him, man. Mm-hmm. So I go into his office. And he's like, oh, hey, Bryce. You know, and, and, and I just spilled the beans. Mm-hmm. And this is when I realized, and this is one of the ways out that helped me at 18, was he didn't hate me. He wasn't this angry, I don't know how to explain it. He, he, he said, all right, yeah, this is serious, right? This yeah. is a no joke. Yeah. Um, but we can, we can get through this, man. Like, you're all right. Yeah. We can get through this. Yeah. You're going to survive. Like, you're yeah. going to survive first and, and he's foremost. And he was also law enforcement. Yeah. And he well, was that's a That's tricky. That's a conflict of interest. Conflict he's of a, interest. He's a bishop and he's law enforcement. <laughs> and, and you're confessing to law enforcement. And I uh, tell yeah. you what's happening. And what I found out with this man in particular is he saw somebody who made a mistake. Mm-hmm. And that chose to make this mistake but also did a few good things in the process of it. Like I did spill the beans. I yeah. did, you know, and he's like, well, this is a good kid here. At least he thought I was, a, you know, at least he said that. But then he started doing what a good resource, somebody who has resources does. He's like, well, yeah. Bryce, you know, you know, I know a few people. I'll look into this and, uh, you know, I'll be there with you through this process. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge blessing in my life. Yeah. In what way? Uh, because I, I didn't feel like I could talk to my dad. My dad was a teacher. He doesn't have any resources, right? Yeah. He doesn't have anybody he can yeah. maybe call another cop or a lawyer mm-hmm. or, or somebody who yeah. might be able to, or a judge, I don't know, Yeah. right? Yeah. So he has a lot of resources in that world mm-hmm. that True. he could actually help me with. Mm-hmm. And, and, and also that he said, I would be with you during this oh. process of healing, yeah. right? 
the so, relational component. Yeah, exactly. What we were Walking talking about. through um, something very serious with another human. Yeah. yeah. And with not necessarily judgment, more of mentorship, right? Yes, he recognized this was something stupid that you did. Mm -hmm. But you're 18, right? Yeah, and he can also see your heart. I think so. You're not a criminal. You're confessing to him, and things got away from you. Yeah. Uh, They're serious things. Yeah. But he recognized something in you. Absolutely. And, And long story short, I won't go into all of it because I know this initial podcast is is not going to be a long one but i did end up going to court multiple times uh i i got stuck with this this judge i'll never forget when she showed up and she read what i had done the first one and and she's like how do you plead and i said well i plead guilty right i knew i was guilty i wasn't going to try to <laughs> not going to try to hide well, it yeah I, I i figured let's just confess let's, let's hopefully she'll be nice and she says well she had these sinewy eyes, like these dark eyes, I remember. And she had these glasses, bifocals, tight, almost like a, a female Marine's haircut, right? Like it's just tight, bun, mm-hmm. frightening, tall woman, mm-hmm. and the, the robes. Sure, uh, black robe. The whole thing. Yeah. And I, I confess, yeah. she goes, well, for something like this, you're looking at one to five years in prison. Wow. An 18-year-old. 18-year-old. One to five one years. One to five years. Yeah terrifying frightening life gone yeah but what was interesting is i didn't uh i i also didn't necessarily have those same thoughts i had at the beginning i thought because i had this good mentor this bishop uh this chief of police he's like we'll get through this even if it's one year even if it's two we'll steer there's that relational component you were talking about anyway and i thought my life was over again i'm like oh my gosh i'm gonna be 18 going to prison for two to five years maybe Stuck in a jail cell with who knows who, maybe joining a gang. I don't know. I'm a white kid from Utah. Like, I don't even know what a gang is. (laughs) So, but but anyway, and I was really scared. She goes, yeah, come back in a few months and uh, and we'll do the sentencing, right? Since you pleaded guilty, we'll we'll get the lawyers together and we'll come up with something. And Mm -hmm. I said, okay. So I go back uh, and I was very frightened that, that I would, have to go to jail, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very, Pri- maybe prison. Maybe prison. Not just jail. Not just jail, but, but prison. prison. Yeah. yeah. So this is not a very fun experience for me. Show up, and luckily, I know this sounds strange, and I do believe in a higher power. I do believe there, that God plays a role in certain parts of my life. And, well, you uh, are a chaplain. Yeah, yeah, I am yeah. a chaplain. I hope I have that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that a, worldview. Yeah, that's a good worldview to have. <laughs> there is a higher power. But there was this other judge, and usually this doesn't happen. And he goes, judge such and such, she's not here today. She apologizes. And I was like, and this guy had a little more warm yeah. thing going on. He seemed happy. He yeah. seemed a little more smiley. I don't know how judges could smile. I don't sure. know. But he was yeah. smiling, and, uh, and, and he was kind of letting... You know, there's all these criminals like me who are waiting for their sentencing. Yeah. And all these criminals just lined up. And he's he's like, oh, this seems like your second offense. Okay, well, you know what? Maybe $800 fine and some community service. And I'm like, oh, wait. I like this guy. Like, this wow. guy. Yeah. This is the grace guy. Like, yeah. this is maybe the Jesus my mom was talking about. Yeah. Maybe not Old Testament, you know, yeah. stuff at 18. I'm like, oh, no, I don't want Old yeah. Testament justice. Yeah. I want New Testament justice. We need New Testament justice. Yes. Yeah. And, so, something different here. And and then <laughs> he 
he gets to me and he just reads he's like, oh this is your first offense it looks like um you know what? Why not? Uh, we're, we're not going to make you a felon. I don't think we should make you a felon. So let's just lower it to a misdemeanor. Uh, and already I'm in heaven. I'm like, oh my wow. gosh. Yeah, what a Eight, relief. What a relief. Yeah. $800 fine. And I'm not saying this happens to everybody. I'm just saying for me at that moment, I was like, this guy, $800 fine. You got to go take a class about community service. Community service. Wow. Class A misdemeanor instead of a felon. Yeah. Which at the time I didn't know how important that distinction that grace and that yes. distinction was for me yes. and and anyway i'm just on cloud nine after this mm. yeah I, I had to pay some fines and had uh, 10 years probation so it's a long probation which is a long probation make sure but, your criminal career didn't continue because yeah, i was pretty good at it obviously not good <laughs> enough but i went home and i had already talked to my parents about what was going on and that was very heartbreaking I bet that was difficult very difficult yeah. because they were they really tried hard to make us good christian boys and yeah <laughs> yeah um and i talked to my bishop that chief of police and i remember we hugged in his office and he was so thankful because he didn't know what was going to happen yeah. you know and he tried to help and he mm -hmm. Obviously, at the end of it, he's like, well, don't do it anymore. You, you know, you, yeah. He still had that, that sure. firm hand, like, okay, I better not. Yeah. I put my... You my know, life on the line, my yeah, reputation. My reputation for yeah. you. And yeah, you better dark. not screw up. And then at yeah. that moment, in, I wanted to go and serve God. I, I believed that God had helped out in that process mm -hmm. and the connection with these good people yeah. who really just saw an 18-year-old who struggled yeah or, or did something stupid or 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 just got trapped in this whatever it sure. was and 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 i just love these all these individuals in the process mm -hmm. well long story short in mormonism you can go on a mission and i wanted to go on a mission like i found god i found mm -hmm. a i want to go help and serve people and mormons yeah. go on missions and there's meaning and purpose yeah now there's meaning and purpose now in my life that this. i found through all this 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 troubling like you're talking about yeah. john there's meaning and purpose and i want to go do something that's that's good that to help because I, I i felt like that was part of what i wanted to do well the powers that be meaning the church is like you can't go on a mission i'm like well why not like i'm like the perfect yeah. story it's like yeah. paul assault to paul like the worst dude sort of yeah who then gets a like life-altering and then he goes on a mission like and Obviously, the world's different now. Yeah. There are policies. And they're like, sure. we don't send missionaries out who have probation. Yeah. Like, Ten you, years of probation. We're not letting you go <laughs> and, and yeah. steal stuff in Germany. Like, we're yeah. maybe a little smarter than, than New yeah. Testament times. Yeah. And I was a little bit devastated, but I was like, okay. But that same bishop, no way out we're talking about. He's mm -hmm. like, well, there's a way to maybe get your probation off. And I was like, what? I can get this probation off, so maybe I can go and do this mission thing. And I go, well, how do I do that? I say, well, you're going to have to face that first judge probably again, and you're going to have to plead your case why you should get your probation taken off. And he goes, it's not a very pleasant experience, but yeah. I'm like, great, sure, whatever, I'll do anything. You know, if, why not? I just went through it again. I, yeah. I got a, a little bit of grace from that one judge. Maybe there's more grace out sure. there to find. I'm not sure. Yeah. So I show up, and guess who it is again? It's this lady mm -hmm. from the beginning. With the furrowed eyebrows. The furrowed eyebrows. The, yeah. The tight bun. The tight hair, yeah. Just looking at me. And she read through what had transpired, and she read through what I, what happened to me. Yeah. And she goes, why are you here? And I go, well, I'm here to, you know, 
I'm asking your honor. I'm asking, you know, fumbling through the words, your yeah. honor. I'm here to try to get this probation taken off because I want to serve a mission for my church. Mm-hmm. And she just yeah. kind of giggles at me like, wow. <laughs> you're here to get this probate. Have we not, has the court not extended already enough grace? You're not yeah. a convicted felon. She started pointing out everything. Yeah. 800, yeah. no jail time, no prison, no nothing. And you're here asking me to take this probation. I'm like, uh, yes, yes, ma'am. ma'am. Yes, your honor. <laughs> <You're> yes. <laughs> and she goes, sit down. Very oh, interesting. She goes, go no. and sit down. I'm going to deal with you later. And I'm like, <laughs> I'll deal with you later. And Maybe then, I shouldn't petition the but court. But there were these other people mm-hmm. who were petitioning. And yeah. this is what's very fascinating about that court system. I saw these, and these other people are a lot of repeat, repeat. I didn't know this at the yeah. time, but she knew them all by their first name. She's like, no, Jim, I'm not taking off your pro- blah, blah, blah. She's just kind of saying no to everybody. Wow. And she knew them all by name. Yeah. And I didn't know the court system that well at the mm. time that sure. she has a relationship with some of these. She's had yeah. to. Anyway, and she goes, all right, come back up. And it's just me, her, and the stenographer and the bailiff and yeah. some dude who, I don't know, is going to kill me if I and do you anything. you have no attorney. No There's attorney. Nobody just, pre- it literally is me <laughs> in the courtroom yeah. with her now, yeah. alone with these other people that are protecting her from criminals like me. Yeah. And she goes, I need you to tell me why that I should take this probation off. And I'm like, wow. I need you to tell me again. Now's the moment. And, this and, is it. And I'm like, I'm just going to tell her that God's honest truth. Sure. And I, I remember breaking down in the courtroom, crying like a little baby, yeah. saying, I just want to serve God. I want to go on a mission, and my church won't let me go on a mission if this probation is there. That's all I want to do. Will you please give me this? And I remember just, I get a little emotional now thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. And, wow. and she sits there and stares at me like, like God himself or yeah. herself, right? Like, yeah. Just like, who is this guy? Yeah. You know? She takes her, she had these glasses on her nose. Sure. She pulls them off. It's almost like a movie. Yeah. You know? It she does pull, sound like it. She yeah. pulls them off and she points her finger at me and she goes, I'm taking the probation off. And she, her finger just, if I ever see you in this courtroom again, you will get the maximum sentence. Wow. I will send you to jail as fast as you can, you know, whatever. Wow. Run. And she goes, you go on that mission and you serve God. She gave you the Judge Judy. She gave me the Judge G- Judy experience. Yeah, wow. And, and, and again, that way out showed up for me. Like, mm-hmm. she granted me this. Yeah. She didn't have to. Yeah. I was being honest. Mm-hmm. I was asking for help. I was hoping, I didn't know what was going to happen, and I was blessed enough and lucky enough, whatever you want to call it, and I served a mission. And I went to Germany and got yelled at by Germans for two years and served and loved these, these people. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's the story that I think our hearts are here, John, and you and I deal with a lot of people who may not feel that there's a way out, that there's help out there, that, that that just one conversation with somebody who cares about you, yeah. who's got resources, can shift your whole concept of, sure. of how you live. And the powers that be, right? I had to kind of give up the power that yeah. I didn't run away from it. I just yeah. went into it and, embraced and, it, and we're yeah. willing, and, and I'm just so thankful that these characters, these human beings were there helping me through this process. Yeah. And then also that I attached myself to a higher power mm-hmm. that gave me 
some meaning, gave me some purpose, gave me some forgiveness, yeah. and allowed me to face my father and, 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 and then just choose a different path. And I still struggle. John, you and I still have things we yeah. gotta get through. Yeah. But we do know nobody's life is ever perfect. Yeah, we do know there's help. So thanks for listening, John, to that long. What a story, though. What a story (laughs) of redemption and and the idea that when you feel trapped, when you feel there is no way out in life, and here was knowing, here was a K N O W. Here was no way out. There was a knowing from other people and a knowing of relationship. Um, and a knowing that um, you put your faith in a higher power. Yeah. And there, um, this fulfilled, it brought about meaning and purpose, and then you were able to fulfill meaning and purpose in your life. Yeah. yeah. and it, it, What a story. It, it's beautiful, and it, it's tragic at yeah. the time. And what, the when t- you're going uh, through yeah. it, it's yeah. by just our hearts are with these Marines and sailors who, or anybody literally who, feel trapped yeah and and they're and and i just feel so lucky and blessed that still to this day you know i literally pray every single night i tell god thank you for this judge who who you know these people who they didn't have to do any of that circumstances could have gone so much different so yeah could have gone upside down and i'm very grateful yeah and i and that's the best way i can explain it yeah um but yeah john uh that's uh what a great way to start. We're what looking forward to, to more conversations and um, yeah. and getting more involvement in this process of knowing uh, that you can give um, control over to the universe or to whomever, to the higher power or um, to, to whatever you deem, yeah. rather than trying to control it all yourself, yeah. as you did. And yeah. a great experience came from that. Yeah. Well, thanks, John. Next time we All will right. have a Marine or a sailor navigating this with us as well. So yeah, it's going to be fun. exciting. Great to thanks, continue John. on. Thank you. This podcast is for education purposes only. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the speaker's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of the United States Marine Corps, United States Navy, or any other Department of Defense entity. The material and information presented here is for general information only.